from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Last night, I stayed up, uh, Chris, uh, as I'm dragging a little bit today, just by the way, just to let everybody know. And it's already 3 o'clock, so this is like second nap time uh, for a lot of (laughs) folks. The uh, dragging to to the fact that I was up early this morning because the NBA draft lasted until 12.45, 12.50 in hopes of seeing some local boys uh, get picked late in the second round. We'll get into that. They did not, unfortunately, but they did find some homes. But as predicted... The uh, the Duke boys is that are we are we okay to say that right the Duke boys I guess you could call like, them that the Duke boys yeah right? the Duke's a hazard I I just didn't want to go too far <laughs> down the road so the Duke boys <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek Lively the second and Derek Whitehead both go in the first round Mr Lively the second uh, was the first one off the board at number twelve and he is off to Dallas due to a trade with Oklahoma City and. He and his mother got to talk about, yay, we're going to the association. I'm a pro. It's crazy. I'm just so happy to be here. It's it's a dream just getting started. I'm so excited. Now, you guys' story has been well documented. You navigated loss. You navigated health challenges. But you're here. And what I love about you both, Kathy, is that you have such a championship energy about you. You made it. How are you feeling as you watch your son realize his dream? I'm so emotional. I don't know what I should do right now. I'm I'm so proud of everything that he's been through and to persevere through everything and work hard and know what he wants to do. I mean, I'm I'm honored to be his mother and just so proud of everything that he's been through. It's amazing. Derek, congratulations. It's such a tremendous night. You look fantastic. I really appreciate that. Not Grady Dick fantastic though, right? But fantastic. Grady Dick's uh, his his outfit was number one last night. He was that was my favorite outfit last night. Uh, but Paul, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm very happy for uh, Derek uh, Lively. If you look at the work that he's put in um, from his senior year in high school, and senior year in high school, he was more of a pick and pop type of guy. He was going to set the pick, but he was going to you know uh, pop out so he could take the long range uh, shot, long range jumper. He completely changed his game at Duke because that's what John Shire needed him to do. He needed him to be more of a pick and roll type of guy so he could get to the basket and to be that guy to patrol the paint. Um, You didn't see him as being that type of guy coming out of high school uh, the way he played at Duke. Now, his his stats weren't very eye-popping, but it's not what he, he wasn't needed to score. He was mostly needed to rebound, block shots, kind of patrol the paint, that type of thing. Uh, he does have a, a little bit of a three-point shot, so it'll be very interesting to see how he can use this new part of his game to pick and roll with Luka Doncic, maybe even some pick and pop with him uh, so he can use his three-point shot in the NBA. Hey, Luka, I mean, seriously, just run run end-to-end, be the first guy <laughs> at the rim on both ends, and that's what Luka needs. He needs that kind of help. Yes. I mean, that's the yes. kind of help that the Mavericks need. So a great, great land for him. Uh, Whitehead landing with uh, the Brooklyn Nets as kind of – unsurprisingly based on all the links that every pundit and every scout was trying to draw and put him there the 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 surgeon who worked on the feed and just the fact that Brooklyn had back-to-back picks it was like if it wasn't going to happen there it wasn't going to happen and it just happened to line up that way so that was uh positive again the Duke boys going in the first round now a little more closer to home Chris Lee the the Hornets go with Brandon Miller of Alabama 
over Scoot Henderson. I'm all for this, although I'm told Hugo the Hornet is not. <laughs> uh, ESPN's Corey Alexander says uh, Miller could be the Hornets' leading scorer very quickly. You can play Brandon Miller in a number of spots. Remember, you could possibly have Miles Bridges back into your roster this season. So now you're thinking about LaMelo Ball at the point. You can play Brandon Miller as your shooting guard, Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. That four across the board, you've got long talent that can switch defensively, and that's a very good offensive unit who, considering who you throw in there at the center position, can they defend the rim. Brandon Miller's that good to where he can be your secondary playmaker alongside the mellow ball, but also he could end up being their leading scorer early in his career. Chris, this is the point of the show where you and I are supposed to talk over each other. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I well, like this pick. I do. The more... The more that I, I slept on it and, and think about it and, and things like that, it's not, I mean, either way, like it's not a bad pick. If you're choosing between one of the three best players that are projected to go in the draft, that wasn't uh, a bad position for the Hornets to be in. Uh, I, I did want the Hornets to go after Scoot Henderson. Uh, the reason why I felt so is because in, at this part of the draft, you definitely have to go with best available. Scoot, to me, was the best available uh, at the time. He's played in the NBA G League for the last three, two years. He basically knows what it's like uh, to be a professional. And I felt like Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller, of course, is going to be a, a fine NBA player. Nothing against him. I thought just initially, just this upcoming year for a team that hasn't really won in a while, hasn't been to the playoffs since 2016, Scoot Henderson probably gave you the best chance uh, to add and wins this year, this upcoming season, and not just projecting over what he could potentially be over the next three years. Well, I saw this playbook run run its course in Portland when Portland drafted C.J. McCollum to run alongside Damian Lillard, and now they pretty much have the same scenario there again with Dame Lillard if he decides to stay or if they don't deal him with, with Scoot going in there. They ran it with this great backcourt, but it never got him over the hump because the complementary players couldn't do the things that they needed to be as complementary players to get them over that hump. And so that's why I was big on Miller. Miller's got good vision. He's he's long and lean. He's young. He's going to grow into that body quite a bit. Uh, and defending guys in the Eastern Conference uh, comes a lot more with, you know, again, height. I, I'm not saying you can't teach height and height is, you know, that's just kind of the lazy man's way to go about it. I see a lot of special things in Miller at that point, at this point in his life and this point in his basketball career that made him just a better fit. But again, Hugo the Hornet didn't think so. Some people booed <laughs> it. I get it. Uh, I, I, but you, everyone's entitled to that. You you make a really good point because, um, you know, again, height, I don't think that's a lazy thing because you just can't take anything away from the fact that he's six foot nine and he can shoot it, right? Like, you know, it, you when you find that type of guy, you need to have that type of guy. But uh, I guess, you know, I felt a certain type of way yesterday. I don't feel like the Hornets set themselves back years or anything picking Brandon Miller. They'll be fine with Brandon Miller for sure. But you won't be the first one lining up to buy his jersey, will you? Probably not. Okay. I need okay. to get a LaMelo Ball jersey before it. <laughs> okay, fair fair <laughs> enough. And, yeah, yesterday our third of our top three stories, uh, Tommy Tanks White. I guess this is, for Pack fans, this could be a what-if, what-could-have-been kind of oh, situation. Uh, just, Graham, just hit it. You Tigers will face the Gators in the finals. I like 
I like how he was trying to create some drama with will he get it, and that thing landed like 30 rows up in left field. <laughs> so ascending Wake Forest home, of which they're having a get-together in Winston-Salem. If uh, you're listening to us kind of on the uh, western fringe of the radio signal, I suppose, uh, they're doing a gathering in Winston-Salem today as the team comes back from Omaha. So Wake goes home uh, because of uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy the Tank. Yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting, and, and I kind of wondered if uh, Tommy Tinks, after he left NC State, would come back. Uh, it will if it will come back to to bite uh, NC State. Came back to bite Wake Forest. Uh, just you know, a friendly North Carolina, um, you know, uh, you know, I guess pal right there. I, I definitely wanted to hear from somebody who uh, who cheers for NC State. So Graham, I don't know if you want to like tie in on this, but of course the way NC State kind of how they were uh, left the, the college world series a couple years ago. And then Tommy tanks came on the scene really big for him to go and do this on the grandest stage, not in the NC state uniform. I just want to know how that makes you feel. I think the big question I need to ask fans or NC state fans ready to claim Tommy white again. I mean, is this another Pat pro <laughs> just another Pat person area we're going to see with Russell Wilson? No, oh. seriously. I mean, Tommy white got his revenge on the ACC one way or another. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, it panned out the way it did at NC State with his career. One, just the fashion it did in, as you mentioned, the College World Series, the team having to forfeit due to COVID reasons. And then also just feeling like maybe he knew he might not be able to reach a College World Series with mm. NC State again. I think the mm. bigger storyline is the past two seasons, or especially this year, you've seen two of NC State's dominant hitters enter the transfer portal again. So, you know, there needs to be a question that needs to be asked eventually of, you know, what can NC State do within house for their baseball program to keep players like Tommy White and some of their big time players to stay here in Raleigh? And you don't see another situation like this where they go and make a name for themselves on the grandest stage of them all with a different team. Great point. You know, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's skill, but we know it's the end of the road for Wake Forest. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I want everyone to do a little exercise with us. Paul Ihander, Chris Lee here with you on this Friday fan afternoon. Graham Hill pushing the buttons on the other side of the glass. I want everyone, if you're not in the car right now, I want you to just close your eyes. If you're at your office streaming us with your Alexa or you're on your, you know, you're at the tread on the treadmill or whatever, don't quite close your eyes, but take a break and close your eyes a little bit. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to envision. Thank you, Chris Lee's closing his eyes. I'm with you. I, I'm with okay. you. One hundred percent. All right. I want you to kind of ground yourself. Take your feet and kind of pretend that your feet are leaking into the earth a little bit, okay? And you're grounding yourself and you're grounding yourself. And now I want you to picture your seat somewhere within PNC Arena with the ice surface below it, okay? With the ice surface below you and people now are starting to appear all around you one by one and you've grounded yourself and your eyes are closed and now you're inside PNC Arena. And all of a sudden, they you start feeling the pulsing beat of Rocky like a hurricane. Da-da-da, 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 da-da-da. 
and it's building and it's building and it's building and you hear Wade go, here come your Carolina. There we are. Here come your Carolina Hurricanes. Keep those eyes closed, everybody. And you see the skaters hit the ice one by one by one by one. And now everyone's on the ice except for Jordan Stahl. Mm. How does that make you feel? Open your eyes. Mm. How does that make you feel? Are you okay with that? Are you not okay with that? No, God! There's a re- I think for me, initially, the thought of that is something that legit does rock me like a hurricane, right? Like that's something that's because he's been so the Stahl family have been such an integral part to the Carolina Hurricanes for almost 20 years now, maybe over 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's You want to make sure that a stall is there. It just kind of makes us feel better. But if it comes to an end, you can't say that it maybe is not time, you know? So we're leading into TSN, the penultimate uh, Canadian hockey uh, leader when it comes to reporting, and it comes from TSN Hockey Insider Darren Drieger, who says that as Jordan Stahl, the captain, oh, captain, our captain, says he wants to stay with the Hurricanes. He said it in the post-media scrum, saying he wants to be here, but however, apparently the contract talks have hit a standstill or a standstall. Um, they, <laughs> they are at an impasse where... There is no extension, and at least according to Drieger, Stahl's given them plenty of options and trying to be flexible, but apparently the front office of the Hurricanes, and again, I mean, we could get them on and ask them this question, and we know Tom Dundon would like to get something done, but Stahl is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent in eight days if they don't get Mm -hmm. something done. So I'm wondering if we're all comfortable with the idea of not seeing number 11 on the ice next year and if we're okay with parting ways because if this is about money there's a finite amount of money when you say you're at an impasse when you report an impasse it means there is a number out there that somebody wants and that someone or someone does not want to give in on and if you're Jordan Stahl you have plenty of motivation to stay because you said you wanted to stay you're a man of your word I think Jordan Stahl has been the ultimate the penultimate hurricane for sure. Yeah. But there is a lure of we all still think we are worth what we are worth. Before we move on with that, we want to play what Jordan said in the locker room right after uh, they got swept by the uh, Florida Panthers. I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, obviously, been here long enough and uh, no reason to leave, but um, I'm sure we'll find a way to get a deal uh, done uh, now that we're finished here. And, um, We'll uh, hopefully check off some unfinished uh, business here. Jordan says he wants to stay, but they're at a stalemate, at least according to this report. Now, Jordan's got a number in mind, I'm sure. Hurricanes have a finite uh, number in their mind, too. Ten years, $60 million. He just played that out. So, contract's up. Eight days, that's the last season on the payroll. No more health insurance. Got to transfer the 401k. Does he go, I got two brothers in Florida right now? I'm okay if you're okay, and we give him the Peyton Manning goodbye. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, newspaper articles, television ads, uh, and hey, we love you. Glad you were here. 
sorry we couldn't make the money work. You don't want to see this happen, um, just mainly because of what he's meant to the organization, especially once Rod Brennamore took over as head coach and, you know, being the captain, helping the team kind of buy into what Rod Brennamore wanted to bring here, the system that he wanted to bring. And he's he's the guy for it. Uh, as you said, just finished a 10 year, 60 million dollar contract. Um, not sure. We don't know what he exactly is looking for per year, but maybe the Canes can't afford another six million a year for you. Uh, or whatever length of time. Maybe it's a length of, of the contract. Maybe that's something that he wants that the, that the Hurricanes aren't into. But the, one of the main things, and I hate saying this, I really hate saying this. But just say it. Just say it. The, the Canes want to get better as far as goal scorers. And, you know, as, as good as Jordan Stahl is, he is not that. Over the last year, 17 goals, 34 points, uh, when he played in 81 of the 82 games, right? That's That's – Pretty good, but the Canes overall need a little bit more production all around because we've seen the last three playoffs that they just can't the, – the Canes get bounced when they can't score their goals that, that are necessary. But they are clearly one of the best teams in the NHL during the regular season. So what gives? Something has to change. And, it's, you know, when it comes down to change and getting better – you're going to say some tough goodbyes and maybe Jordan Stahl is one of those tough goodbyes. I don't want to see it personally, but it could be Jordan Stahl is one of those tough goodbyes. Yeah, I would love to see the deal get done. We have one more little piece of audio we'd like to share. With yeah, you. Stahl, why he wants to finish his career in Carolina. This is also after the exit interviews took place. At the end of last year, I was just kind of always just mentally uh, wanted to play at the end of the contract was, and be relevant still. So I'm, I'm happy I'm still relevant playing some good hockey and, and contributing. Um, and then now, yeah, just moving forward. Um, just want to be here and uh, want to be a part of this group. Love these guys and um, love this organization. It's been so much so much fun and so blessed to, to be here and be part of this as long as I have and, and the way it's headed. And I want to uh, finish it off, uh, finish my career off here. The things that we want don't necessarily the th- align with the things that we get especially in professional sports. And this is along the lines of, I referenced Peyton Manning earlier, how that goodbye went with Indianapolis. They knew that they had to move on from their beloved son, had done so many things for them. Same thing with Jordan. He's got the C on him. I spent a hot second with him during one of our uh, uh, Live Canes Corners events uh, uh, during the season, and he does love it here. He's a, he's a family man. He's got roots here. He's not far from... You know, his brothers who are in South Florida, which would be a big pull for him if it didn't work out here. But as a as, as someone who can't speak for all the fans, but it would be a very hard goodbye. But we've seen it done before. And this is where I would want to prepare Canes fans for something that could be happening, at least based on this report, that we may need to say goodbye to our third line center, the guy who yeah. anchors that second group who provides that toughness. I mean, we all saw when he got sat on in the in the postseason and he popped yeah. right back up and, you know, does Jordan Stahl things. And he still does Jordan Stahl things. There are things that happen off the ice. And the line was good. But he's got that crossroads in his career, especially with, Cal- especially with Carolina, to where the Canes have to realize that $20 million in cap space, there's still only so much to go around. And is retaining your captain as important as finding a goal scorer that you would need to peel a few million dollars back from in order to keep a Jordan Stahl on your roster. 
you also you spoke about the the brother connection down in uh, Florida. One is actually closer in in Jared Stahl, who uh, works for the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, and so he lives in Charlotte. And so it would be a nice draw for him to continue to stay in Raleigh. But uh, I'm with what you just said, Paul. At the end of the day, uh, the Canes have seen what they've had for the last five years in the playoffs, and it hasn't worked. Um, they've gone far. They've uh, upset some teams. They've been upset in, in some uh, series uh, over the last five years. Um, and we've seen what works, what doesn't work with the team at some point. Uh, you gotta add in uh, some people who can who can get you the goals. That might mean saying hard goodbyes, as I said before. And unfortunately, it could be somebody that's been there for a long time. Now, if he's if he's okay taking a little bit less money, again, we don't know the type of money he's asking for. Uh, but maybe the team and, and him can come together and not stall out uh, on these negotiations and really figure something out because I think he would be a great asset to this team. But there also comes a time where the young guys have to start taking over and um, you're going to have to make room to keep those guys around versus the guys who are, who are basically taking up space. And I hate to make it seem like Stahl is just taking up space because he's very much so valuable in the locker room, on the ice, everything, but you have to go with where the future is going. And if Stahl can't be a part of that, you have to move on. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.